Hey, it's Christmas season. <laughs> Don't close your window. <laughs> Don't close it. Ding. Minimalize. <laughs> uh, hey guys, welcome to Connect Church. Yes, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. Good morning. As you can see, we're one week closer to Christmas. I got my Disney Christmas cup already ready. Yes. Let's go. Yeah, so we hope that you are, if you are if you happen to be home, we hope that you're cozy and joining us with, we hope we make you laugh. <laughs> and if you're at work or if you're in a hospital yeah. or if you're in any other place, we welcome you. We thank you. We woke up this morning and Kyle was like, I'm just so grateful for people waking up this morning. Totally. You know, <clears throat> not maybe always feeling like it and still tuning in, still showing yep. up, still you know, just trying to focus your hope on God and spending time with community. So it's really true. We're very grateful for really that are. decision that you guys have made today. And we know that this uh, isn't everybody's uh, most favorite way to do church at the moment. <laughs> and uh, and that's okay because uh, we're we're just really grateful that you're here. If you are if you're a guest this morning, welcome. Thank you for coming out this morning, yeah. checking in. Uh, I'm Kyle. This is Danielle, and uh, we've got a phenomenal team here yeah. at uh, Connect Church. We're we're just a part of it. Um, but there's so many, uh, you know, we, we say it all the time about church. Um, you know, great church isn't, isn't built on, uh, kind of the abilities of a few, but really the, the sacrifices of the many. And there's so many that, that, so many. uh, are continue to sacrifice in so many different ways. So we just want to say thank you for coming out. We want to give a, a shout out to pastor Adrian Hernandez, whose yes! birthday is this week. Come on, AG. I think right before her birthday there may be another birthday whose could that be pastor kyle 27 <laughs> on tuesday yes yeah, so 27 yes we're celebrating the church is old. All right, we're, we're, yeah yeah 27 our 27th anniversary by the way is this week as well uh so happy uh, i see how you diverted happy, attention thank you, thank you. He, he happy anniversary like... to my beautiful bride who and put happy up birthday me. to you <laughs> whatever hey happy birthday to adrian yeah uh, happy birthday no, honey. Thanks, seriously thanks. we're we're we, I cannot imagine what our house would uh, look like without you this year. Really, like what you know what I'm saying. I mean, we're always grateful for you, but you have stayed at the the helm at oh, the thanks, front babe. of this peopleship that we are, and you have led us beautifully. Oh, so thanks, it babe. makes me very grateful thanks. for you it, it, this year. This has been the 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 strangest year, but uh, actually probably the one of the most um, we talk about a lot the the most purging years. Yeah, and uh, the one that kind of is, really draw, draw us even deeper into what God's called yeah. us to, who he is. Yes. So, uh, when we, when we faith, choose to, yeah. when we choose not to run when he shows us, <laughs> which, which, which is often, <laughs> um, absolutely. Hey, um, we, by the way, we have something really cool. We have so much going on yeah. in the life of church. Church is just not about what we do kind of on Sundays on these, uh, on, on these um, social media platforms. There's so much going on. Uh, tomorrow night yes. babe, is one of my favorite things it in is. the world. It's our Christmas toy store. And this year we've had to do it a little bit differently. Um, but we've got it all set up. I know the team's got it, going to be having it all set up yeah. outside, outside and we're giving away all sorts of stuff. Mm -hmm. TKC's partnered with us with giving yeah. away some food to the people who we're giving toys and, yeah. uh, and gifts to. And it's not too late, is it? It's not too late. That's to, right. Today's the last day, right? Yeah, it's not too late to, to kind of um, really honor a family by giving um, or even really uh, letting us know if you're your in need, or if your family is in need, or if, yeah. if a, a friend, a coworker, 
uh, look, this is us. This is how we do life together. This is a great way to show the tangible love of Jesus to people. And so uh, it is tomorrow night. Um, and, uh, at the Cherry Hill. At the Cherry Hill campus, campus building. building. You, have to be, you have to be signed up. signed up for it. It's not an open event. Uh, right. But uh, today will be the last day. And you can go to Linktree to And it'll be, be contactless. Yeah, so totally. you, you're going to just remain in your car and we're going to bring everything to you. So we're really excited for the people. We have a lot of people signed up to serve. We have a lot yeah. of people signed up to receive. We have a lot of people signed up to give. So just if you want to be a part of it, today is the last day. So follow the link there and uh, be a part of it. And uh, there's going to be another link that's coming up right after, at the end of service, uh -huh. as soon as service ends, yes, it's not uh, our very merry uh, Connect Christmas uh, open house tour. Uh, there's 75, 75 words. words to it. Uh, but on uh, Christmas Eve, Eve, uh, we're, we're having a open house tour at the, uh, at the Cherry, Cherry Hill, Hill campus building. because it's all being redone. It's in the process of that. And uh, we're going to get a chance just to really be together a little bit, yeah. uh, uh, see what God's doing, be encouraged, get build some hope, have some faith, pray, uh, pray over some other, just to really be excited. I'm so excited mm -hmm. to be a part of it, but spots are limited. Yeah, so spots truly are limited. Um, I don't, I believe that we will, it's going to be first come, first serve, and I do believe that we may very well use up all of the spots before we get to fit everybody in, so yep. make it a priority as soon as church is over today to follow that link and sign up. We are going to take socially distanced measures, things oh, will yeah. be extremely totally. spread out, masks, temperatures, and very few people um, being led through at in the a building, time, at one in time. the building, mm -hmm. and one, you know, just like it's just we. It, all, there's a lot of logistics that go into something like this, so that there's only a couple people in the building at a time, and um, you'll you'll need to sign up because you also need it's a, you're getting a reservation for your arrival time. Yeah. And we just ask that everybody be patient because we're gonna have everybody remain in their cars so you can stay toasty, toasty and warm, warm, and then we're gonna call you car by car as it's your turn to take the tour, so you don't have to stand outside and be cold. It's kind of like Disney with a virtual tour. Uh, virtual cues now. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly yeah. right. But you, then you actually get to physically go through the building, which yeah. is a plus. Um, Guys, it's so it it will build your faith and your it, hope. And your right? hope, it really will. Oh. Um, and I'm going to talk a little bit about it in the message today, but just kind of how my my life, mm -hmm. my my heart has been turned by it. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And if, any other information you want to find out about church, go to Linktree. Our Linktree app, it tells you everything. It takes you right through the website. There's all sorts of things going on. So church, uh, and, and uh, so we saw a picture of, can I give a <laughs> shout out to our, 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 our uh, family Pastor and kids? Kevin. Pastor, Pastor Kevin. Uh, Kevin and Lisa have been doing a phenomenal job just with kids and with uh, and the VBS. And the yeah, their for the VBS. VBS. But he was dressed as an elf. I, like, I was hysterically laughing when I saw this morning our, our kids program. I'm so thankful yes. because the Bible says if you raise up a child in the way that they should go, when they get older, they won't depart from it. I've seen it. I believe it. We're living it. Uh, and uh, I believe that that's absolutely vital in the life of church and the life of this. Yes. What we need more than anything in this country right now is a, is a generation being raised up that loves Jesus yes. uh, and is passionate for who he is. Yes. So well done, Kevin and Lisa. We love yes. you guys. And, Hey, D, before we hop into the message today, because we want to encourage some people today, but I want to pray. We, we Beforehand, we prayed for uh, those people who are going through some health issues today. Yes. There's a lot of people. We have friends who are going, and, and, uh, and, and church people are going through COVID, uh, going through cancer, going through addiction, yeah. uh, 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 struggling yeah. with still addiction, yeah. uh, going through with mental uh, struggles, going with 
depression, you know, really depression yes. through this season. This is a, a tough season. I just we just saw last uh, last week statistic from Japan that says there was more people dying of suicide during this than than even COVID. So we're we're, we're gonna we're, we want to pray. We join like don't just Amen. don't just sit back and be a recipient of this. Join your faith with us today because the Bible says we're to touch anything in agreement. It actually is done by the Father. I believe in healing. I believe my God is still on the throne. I believe yes. that there's nothing, not one illness, physical, mental, spiritual, emotional, that is more powerful than the name of Jesus Christ. He has the name above every name. That is not just a Bible verse. That is a spiritual universal truth that we need in our spirit today. So let's just pray right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you that you are the King of kings and Lord of lords. There's not one thing, not one thing, physical, spiritual, emotional, mental, physical, that is more powerful than the name yeah. of Jesus Christ. Lord, you are the name above every name. And so we come against COVID, Amen. cancer, depression, addiction, Lord God, viruses, Lord Jesus, uh, uh, any MS in the name of Jesus, Father. Father, I pray for addiction that has a hold on people right now. Be set free by the name of Jesus Christ. Jesus, you died for people to be set free. On the cross, you took not only our sin, but our in, uh, our infirmities. And so right now, by your stripes, I pray that people are being set free in their living rooms, in their yes, hospital Lord, beds, yes, Lord, Lord God. That, Father, that there are people right now who are, who are claiming that for themselves and saying amen in their spirit right now. Father, for loved ones that are sick, for friends that are sick, that co-workers that are sick, we just stand in the gap for them. And we thank you that we have hope because of Jesus. We've got hope because of the name of Jesus. By your stripes, we are healed. The name of the Lord is a strong tower, and those who run into it will be safe. Father, we praise you and we give you the glory. Let, let the Son of Righteousness rise up today with healing in his wings. In Jesus' name, come on, church. Amen. Together we say amen, amen. and amen. Amen. Hey, I'm excited today, Dee. We're going we're gonna, to, if you brought your Bible, turn with us to, to the book of Luke. We're, we're, we're going to continue to end some of the, the, the Christmas story, but uh, Luke chapter 2, Matthew, Mark, Luke, third book of the New Testament. And uh, if you need a title for today, it's uh, Mary and Bright. Bright. Um, <laughs> <laughs> love, every time there's a question mark, you don't just say question mark. You're like, Bright? I love it. Like, I need this more in my life. Yeah. Oh, the emoji man is back. <laughs> um, <laughs> he acts on emojis if you're wondering what we're Yeah, doing. yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a weirdo. Um, <laughs> it's true. Um, the, the truth is, you know, during this time of year, we, we sing that song a lot, right? Uh, White Christmas. Yeah. Um, and everything is merry and bright. Yeah. And let all your Christmases be White. There we go. Um, but but can, can I be honest? Um, I don't really feel that way this year. Uh, I know a lot of people aren't really feeling that way this year. Mm -hmm. um, you know, many people aren't getting to see family. Yeah. Um, many people still isolated, um, have lost their jobs, aren't able to... Different things, I think, probably defined what Mary and Bright look like. Absolutely. Up until last year, you probably had the atmosphere of a holiday and the jolliness of a holiday and everybody carrying the same kind of energy and sometimes you know you're like oh you can really I'm really in the Christmas spirit it's not so much because we're extra in tune with God correct right it's usually yeah. just because, just because there's yeah, excitement the, the environment yeah the yeah yeah the festivity in the air and uh, I think because that has been stripped so much 
that we realize that that deficit that has existed has probably been defined by things that were never necessarily supposed to be what brought our spirits the merriment of God. Correct. At least. And we'll remind ourselves like, oh yeah, that's right. Jesus yeah, is yeah, the yeah. reason for the season, right? Yeah. And then, and then, but what you're saying is right. Mm -hmm. And and I think this is where the collision of faith happens, and we're going to talk about some of that today because. You know, the Bible clearly says in Romans 8, 28, that God works all things together for good. for good. He says we're the head and not the tail. We're more than conquerors in Jesus. And yet sometimes it doesn't feel like that. Sometimes even after we've heard that word, we find ourselves walking in the midst of darkness, trying to navigate right. the kind of this journey. And, and that's where the shepherds find themselves because we love the, we love the two ends of the stories, <laughs> right? The angel choir, ah! and then they're at the manger. Right. But 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 there's a there's a middle, mm -hmm. and the truth is, my friends, you and I spend a lot of our life in this middle journey part. Mm -hmm. After we've heard the proclamation of what God has over us, what God has for us, the 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 word that God wants for us, and then the the manifestation of that word at the manger. Yeah, because when you read it, it's like half a verse. Correct. Right. And yeah. so, so, so then, it, then you know, the angel appears, and then this choir of angels, and then they tell told them what they'd find, and then they found the manger. Yeah. And then they then they found it. Like. <laughs> and it's right. just, it's it's just kind of like I'm. You saying, and I were there. Like. Yeah. We we were at the shepherd's fields, mm -hmm. and they're not like it's not like a oh we just kind of went down the hill and there it was it yeah. there's a journey that they had to take. Yeah. I was telling Kyle this week like when you when you um re have read someone's autobiography. And then you see it when it's been turned into a movie. <laughs> and the first thing they do is, like, everybody looks gorgeous. Like, they, they cast yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> everyone who doesn't look anything like the people really did. They're just all the beautiful people. And then it's the story is so shortened. And they'll say, well, you know, for time or whatever. But, no, you really just take, like, the highlight. Great. So that's Correct. what would happen in the movie, too, right? The angels would be there. Totally. And then all of a sudden the shepherds would be there. Totally. You know, worshiping that's, at that's the major. A, yeah, that, that's the Instagram life. You know, you and I were talking about that Instagram life where yeah. everything looks so perfect all the time that it's not reality, but but it has shaped the way that we see reality. Mm -hmm. um, and I love someone said last night that um, because of Instagram, that kind of Instagram world, even now good isn't good enough. Good isn't good enough. Good isn't good enough because it's not perfection. Perfect. And yet, the reality is the majority of our life isn't lived even in that at all. So, you know, in Luke chapter 2, D, we're, we're, we're going to see this, not just the, the, the heavenly pronouncement mm -hmm. and the heavenly worship, but we, we're actually going to see their journey. Yeah, yeah. All right, so I'm going to read. And uh, two weeks ago, you knocked my glasses. And last I week, I knocked my glasses. This week, I knocked them. I don't know where they are. So we're just going to read. Here we go. It's really big font, though, so pray for me. All right, so <laughs> Luke 2. Okay, and there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel, an angel of the Lord, appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. I'm so happy they put that in there. I know, right? Because you'd be terrified. But in this, sometimes, again, the depiction, it's just like everything was glorious. Oh, dude, like, oh, you're freaking goodness. out. Yeah. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. And today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. Yes. He is the Messiah, the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloth and lying in a manger. And then suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, 
Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph, and there it is, right? So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby, who was lying in the manger. And when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told told to them about this child. And mm. all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. Yeah. Love this story. Um, and I love, you know, the song that comes from it, Hark the Herald Angels yes. Sing. And we, we, I love the picture of this. It's beautiful. But I think to bring it home to us, Dee, and really help us live this out, one of the first questions that, that came to me when I read this story is, what do we do once we've heard the word from God? Once kind of we get this proclamation, because they had to choose to do something. Like, they, they get this news. This is a fantastic news. It's, it's a good word. But what do they do? Once they get the proclamation towards them, towards humanity, how do we actually respond? And I think what's pretty cool before we even hop in deeper than this is, and I was talking to the team this week about this, this is the first public prophecy. This is the first public proclamation to people in over 400 years. Right. Since Malachi, the last prophet, 400 years, heaven has been silent. Mm -hmm. now, now there's been private prophetic words. The Spirit mm -hmm. has spoken privately to yeah. people. Elizabeth, Zechariah, right, right, right. Mary, Joseph, privately. But for 400 years, heaven has been quiet. And now the greatest news that the world could ever hear has been made known. And who does he make it known to? Shepherds. Like, like, I think it's interesting to me, mm -hmm. like, even before we dive in, I think it's really interesting to me, like, that God's first choice of evangelists are right. shepherds, right? Yes. The first people he wants to carry the message, and, and it's really kind of encouraging to me because, like, you know, shepherds are the one of the least educated people. Mm. They're, they're probably very uncomfortable in social circles, right. especially higher social oh, circles, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they probably don't have a whole lot of social graces, yeah. right? They're, they're probably more comfortable with sheep yeah, than they definitely. are with people. I mean, this is just reality. Yeah. It, not not rose-colored glasses. This yeah. is real. They probably really never had a chance of public speaking before, yes. and yet God chooses them. Mm -hmm. And why that's so encouraging to me, and I, if you've come to Connect, you've heard me say this a hundred times, but I feel like I need to say it to someone today, that here's the good news. God does not call the qualified. He qualifies the called. And, and, and for some of us today, I just want to speak that over us because 2020 has stripped away so much even belief that we could be qualified to do anything for God. And yet my God does not look for people who are qualified to do what he is calling them to do. Today, I want to say this over someone who's watching today. You are qualified because he's called you. And he's going to keep qualifying you in his calling. There's a calling of God on your life to be a, 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 a testament. Uh, and a testimony of God's grace to the world. And that's the beautiful thing in, in, this, in this moment. But, but what I love about this is that this whole story for me, D, kind of represents our, our faith journey. Mm -hmm. The journey between when we hear what God has for us and then we see mm -hmm. that actually come to pass in our life because a lot of times there's space yes. in between there. That's actually what faith is, right? Hebrews 11.1 1 says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen yet, right? So there's this faith exists in after we've heard the word and before we see the completion of it, that's where we need faith the most. 
But you and I were talking about the truth is for many people and for all of us that the majority of this faith journey exists on a dark road. Yep. Yeah. It's a dark road. Yeah. So, you know, um, I was just thinking about the fact that, okay, so picture this in, in, in literally, and then we'll transition to the analogy of it. So the shepherds were used to it being dark, right? Right. They Correct. live on mountainsides, yeah. and, right, and then just very wide open space. So except for the light of the night. Yeah, correct, <laughs> It's correct, pretty dark correct, light, correct. right? And um, so when the angel came, I can only imagine the light. When the host of the angels and the glory correct. filled that sky, I can only imagine the bright light yes. and the illumination that they experienced, right? So in the same way, again, we have to always remember that these are not cute little Bible stories. This is the truth. And the reason sometimes that they're also included in the word is not to just tell us the facts. Correct. But it's also for us to internalize what that road was for like what was like for all of the people in the Bible. They weren't characters, mm-hmm. they weren't caricatures of us. They were actually human beings. So when the when the when it says when the angels were gone, right? Yeah, correct. So it it they could have thought, Well, I, I was used to the dark. But how much darker had to, had it had, 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 to, have had to have seen yeah. once that illumination was gone. And it's kind of like when, you know, we're kind of living our lives and we're just kind of trying to make things happen and we're kind of trying to live content or accepting of our norm. And then God gives us some hope. He gives us a flash of how yep. our passion could come to life and how we could be walking more in our passions and all of these different things where someone comes into our life and we we experience whatever that is community whether it's in a church or with a a relationship when we feel communion and we feel you know becoming intimate with a group of people whatever it is then you get this flash and it's like that's what i kind of always hoped for right and it's the illumination of something of the hope of something of the of the beauty of something yeah correct and then there's this lull that sometimes comes, and or we there's something there's a trip up, there's a there's a falling out, we get fired, all of these different things. And I had a particular plan for my career, and then I had to get laid off because of COVID. All of these different things, the dark that we were accustomed to at once can suddenly seem so much darker. But I, you know, I recall what. So I was trying to say this decay is that. God in his goodness always has a tell. And what that means is this, is that, you know, when these angels were singing to the shepherds, right? So they're they're announcing the birth of Christ. First of all, I'm thinking to myself, listen to all the beauty and listen to this. Don't be afraid. This I'm bringing you glad tidings. Yeah, right, correct. And at that moment, God knows that what he's declaring is the beginning on earth of the crucifixion of his son. Those things don't correct. live outside of correct. one another. When God dispatched his heavenly glory right and his heavenly host to proclaim that he knew they were proclaiming what had set been finally set in motion on earth that his son will be crucified and yet he still called it good so right so when but the goodness can be the the tell that god has can be lost in this because we're picturing angels and there's angels we're picturing a light because there's light and glory and they're you know probably yeah yeah, you know they're fearful and they're oh my goodness but what we're not always catching is exactly what God said and through his angels he says you will find him in a manger and that's a tell 
because God in his goodness has not kept our hardships from us in the word. In this life, you will have difficulty. You will have pain. You will have loss. You will have tribulation. I was persecuted. You will be persecuted. Don't be surprised. The word talks about that. Don't be taken off guard. And, And the reason that we are taken off guard is not because there wasn't a tell in the word. This is what you can expect on that side of the veil. <clears throat> but it's because we're so in tune to our emotions. Because our emotions have been set up in our life to be able to expect a good life. Yes. How we define a good life, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. So all of a sudden, God, because God has had a tell in his word, he gives us this word. But we are so enamored with the passion possibly coming yeah, to life, yeah, yeah. the career, the community, the relationship, the finance, whatever it is coming to light, that our emotion is connected to the expectation. And as soon as there is, um, what is that called? Like a wrench thrown into it? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. What yeah, 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 saying yeah. is, right? Yeah, yeah. We're like, what is happening? Yeah. We're shocked, right? But because the, the shepherds had that tell, you will find him in a manger. And I'm thinking to myself, if they would have truly been in tune to the truth of what was being proclaimed, they would have been like, a manger? Well, we already have stables. Right, 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 right. right, I already do the manger thing because you're like, oh, you were saying, we picture a throne room, right, and a throne. Yeah, palace. And jewels and all these things. And the shepherds found him in a manger. And I'm, I'm grateful that God does not, he does not package him existing inside of our passions and him still bringing our passions to fruition. But what he's trying to get us to understand is that the glory is not about the thing coming to fruition. The career, the money, the relationship, the community that we get to be a part of. That's not where the glory lies, church. The glory lies in himself coming near to us through those things. And there will be hardships. There is a tell. He did explain to the shepherds where they would find him. And the angels went away. And then there was a dark path. Yeah, and that's I think that's it, dude. Like because what what we love to hear, like we need to see this in the big picture, right? So the angels show up. This is like the 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 best church service that can happen, right? (laughs) There's the best choir rocking it out. There's a phenomenal sermon word coming forward. Everyone, all the shepherds are like, they hear this word corporately together. They're excited. They're like, yes, yeah. we can do this. Yeah. And then the angels go away. Yeah. Then it's dark. And, and I think this is where we have to recognize this is where we live. This is the Monday after the Sunday. This is the Tuesday and Wednesday that all of us really walk in because Sunday we're sitting hearing the word and we're like, yeah, yeah, that's good, that's good, that's good. We're listening to a sermon, we're worshiping, and we're, we're feeling close to what God has for us. And then we step into a dark path. Then we have to say, how do I actually navigate between the word that has been proclaimed mm-hmm. and the, the manifestation of that word that's actually supposed to come into my life? Because let's be honest, in our mind, you're right, we're like, man, that the angels left and there was a starry sky and a right. full moon and right. there was torches and lights and just you know, chilling. Yeah, the there, there's, there's you know all Tinkerbell's the sheep were t- behaving. <laughs> yeah, correct. Yeah. There's a heavenly choir leaning yeah, on exactly. pixie dust is going, right? No, right. no. Like darkness. They had to they had to navigate over dark terrain, uh, through dark pastures. Um, uh, down dark roads to try to find Bears. where God has us. And here is the problem. This is what we struggle with. This is the struggle for all humanity. Is that when, when we get the word of God, 
And, and, and then we have to actually learn how to navigate this in the world that is still dark. Yeah. We're not in heaven yet where there is no need for a sun. Come on. Because of the radiance that comes off of Jesus, there is no night or day. But we are still in a world that actually is permeated by the darkness. I'm not saying evil. I'm saying darkness. The darkness of our mind. The darkness of our soul. The darkness of fallen nature inside of people. And so we get this word and then we have to learn how to navigate through the Feels. This is why so many of us fall off, get confused in the midst of this, get dis disappointed and disillusioned. We're going to talk about that even more in just a moment. But because there's all of the struggle, that's why, that's why, Dean, you and I were talking about this yesterday. That's why it's so important that Sunday morning or, or a sermon or a podcast is not just the, 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 the whole life that we have with Christ. Yeah. Why? Because that yes. is a, that is a angel moment. Yes. That is an angel yeah. moment. That's a proclamation right. moment. But the Bible says in Psalm 119, 105, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. I don't need a lamp or a light unless I'm walking in dark moments. Not bad moments. We always talk about darkness being so bad. No, no, it's just part of the fallen world around us. I need the word to help me navigate from the proclamation, come on, to the manifestation, from the angel moment to the manger moment. And we get lost in time of that because we're just trying to go on a Sunday moment, yeah. on a proclamation moment, on an angel moment. Yeah. No, oh yeah, but everybody was excited. I got it. But now we're trying to navigate through the dark paths to get to where God has us and where God wants us. And that's part of living out wisdom. That's why we need the word of God. Thy word is a lamp and a light in the darkness. That's why Jesus is the light of the world. That's why I need him, his voice and the Holy Spirit's voice to be my shepherd. Psalm 23, he says, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, when I am walking in what is a dark time, I need the voice of the Holy Spirit. I need God to, I need Jesus in a daily way to help me navigate. He, the Bible says he'll lead me and he'll correct me, his rod and his staff. I need yeah. those things to get from the proclamation to the manifestation, from the angel moment to the manger moment. Matthew 5, 16 says, let your light so shine before man that they may see the good works and be drawn to the Father. That means that our lifestyle of holiness, holiness is a light. Righteousness is a light. The more that we apply holiness in our daily life, the more that we apply righteousness to our holy life, we have the word, we have the shepherd, we have holiness. These things lighten the path in the middle of our darkness. They're the torch that helps us to see the right path between the, the proclamation and the manifestation. My friends, many of us in 2020 have gone off the path. Many of us have, have begun to believe, become frustrated because we are, we, listen, we're not, we are so used to being, uh, having the big light shown on us on a Sunday, yes, true. the big together moment where everyone's yes. saying we can do this and we have not learned through discipleship, the, 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 the light of the word, the light of his voice, the light of his holiness mm -hmm. applied in our life. These are the things that help us between the proclamation and the manifestation, between the angel moment and the manger moment. And my friends, if we can grab a hold of these things, the reason Jesus is those things and puts those in the word is because he knows that we will be navigating dark moments just like the shepherd did, yes. shepherds did before they find him in the manger. You know, one other thing I've been, I know we've been talking again about this 
not not really pertaining to this necessarily, but um, it's is it Mark or Luke eight? Mark eight when when talking about uh, the man from Bethesda. Yeah. Okay. So. Um, it, again, it's Mark 8, right? Yeah, Mark 8? Mark 8. Yeah, okay, for some reason that didn't sound right, because we're in Luke, guys. Yeah. Um, in Mark 8, it talks about how there was a group of people that brought a blind man, yeah. right, to Jesus to for him to touch him. And it says that Jesus took that man out of the village, and and then it said that he spit, spit yeah. right, in his hands yep. or in his eyes, and, and, said, and he said something to him that has been staying with me, and I see it intersecting with this as well. And he says, do you see anything, right? Mm. And he immediately says, "I." It's the word says he looked up and he said, I see men mm. walking about like as trees. trees, right? And so because we're so used to being centric in our story, remember right? we yeah, talked yeah, yeah, about yeah, 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 last week or something, we were talking about like our story having to be me-centric, me-centric. right? Me-centric. We always hear that story from the vantage point of seeing ourselves as the blind person receiving the healing, yes. right? Being the person that's in that story receiving the miracle. And yet, we, and so because of that, sometimes we don't hear what Jesus actually said. And he did not say, can you see? And he actually didn't say, can you see everything? He said, can you see anything? Mm. Wow. And when we are in that position, we expect to see everything. everything. We expect to see. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And there yep. is a half a verse there that matters so much because we live in the tension of the verse between Jesus saying, do you see anything? Yep. And then yep. him covering his eyes. Well, I at least had some sunlight, right? Right, the, correct. The angels correct. come, yeah, 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 the yeah, shepherds yeah. get yep. an understanding. Yep. yep. And Jesus is his hope at sometimes in our walk is can you see anything? Come on. Yes, then go with that, Danielle. Like, yeah. No, I want to see, and I want to see everything. And then Jesus says, okay. And then he covers, and it goes darker. Yeah, right. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And just think about that man because we are that man. We live in this tension of being without and wanting it complete, being broken and wanting wholeness. Yes. And that, that, it's that the, gap. yes, because Jesus didn't like have to go, okay, I need a little bit more power. Right. Like it didn't, Correct. Like he wasn't laughing. He charging up the battery. There was something yeah. in the middle that that man needed. needed. What if he hadn't looked up? And what if he said, no, I can't see everything blurry. Right. Well, that's not what I asked you. Right. 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 I said, can you see anything? The shepherds were able to see this much. Yes, correct. There's going to be a correct, baby, correct, and he's going to correct, save the world. He's going to be lying in a manger. Correct. And they said, well, what about the cross? No. Yep. They said to one another, let's go see, see him. Yep. And when they told everybody about him, they didn't tell, him, tell them what they had not experienced. Yes. They said, we found this Christ child. The angels came and spoke to us and Correct. we found him. Correct. And that's, so that's why I'm saying it's like there is a tell. And the tell is in Jesus' words. Do you see anything? Yeah. Because something is going to be enough until it's everything. Yes. And we always want it to be everything. everything yep. And we just want it all. Correct. And there's, there is a treasured Correct. holiness in our intimacy with Correct. God when, before it is, when it, it is yet not fully. Correct. And, and dude, that's, that's exactly it. I think that's... That's the second part of this that's such a struggle for, for us, not just navigating the dark moment or the dark path, but when we finally get to the manger moment and it's not everything we thought it should be. Yeah. And I think a lot of times we get disappointed 
because so. disappointed, disillusioned, um, and, and simply it's an underwhelming moment, mm -hmm. right? So because when they got there, the destination wasn't the manger. The destination was the man in the manger. Um, and, and I think sometimes in those manger moments, we see, uh, we see the, the manger. We're like, like surrounding, surrounding it. it. Where's the fanfare? Where's the party, right? Where's everything that we would expect if the yeah. son of God was born, angels showed up and proclaimed him. What do we think the party's going to look at like when we get there? Yeah. Like where's my office? Where's Correct. My exactly. Where's my, uh, where's yes. my spouse? You know, where's my community? Where's my family? Where's my, like, that's what we're, we're looking for this, the surroundings. Yes, correct. And it's yep. not that Jesus dismisses them, but he's trying to draw us to himself. To himself. And we are so distracted sometimes by our emotion that's attached to the thing that surrounds him. Correct. Which is his goodness and his blessing. Because, because we had the proclamation and we had an expectation, which we talked about last week, of what the manifestation should look like. <laughs> yeah. And when the manifestation holds part of what our expectation, but not the fullness, mm. we become <laughs> discouraged, dis uh, underwhelmed by certain things. But the truth is that the angels were, were trying to get us con to connect to the child as it continued to grow, as Jesus continued mm -hmm. to grow. Mm. Uh, the short mm. bit of, of, of darkness that they had to navigate was... Uh, was a, was a prelude to right. the the path they needed to navigate from the manger <laughs> to the cross, yes. right? That's that's the big. It it went from a one wooden box to one wooden cross. Come on, from one uh, uh, filled um, in to one empty tomb. That's what that's what God's trying to get us to navigate through. But I think the reality is that many times we get disappointed um, because we're only connecting to that manifestation. And we were talking about this. Stay with me in its infancy form. This is really good. In its infancy form. Really, so we see the infant there and we think that's all that it is. And to be honest, we're a little underwhelmed by it. Mm -hmm. And we then begin to think, I guess this is all there is to it. Mm -hmm. Because we see it in its infancy form. Some of us only see our blessing in the infancy form. Mm -hmm. And we are discouraged by it. We only see that promotion in infancy form, and so we're discouraged by it. We're only seeing God's hand of favor, like the angels proclaimed, on our life in its infancy form, and so we get discouraged by it. It's like marriage. Dee and I talk about this a lot when we talk with young people, because the truth is that happens with marriage a lot, right? You're, you're here, you're, you're getting the word of God, you're like, I'm going to stay true, yeah. I'm going to be faithful, I'm going to keep myself, man, I believe that God's got something for me, and, and we're doing everything right. You, you dream about what marriage is, and then you get married, and you're like, really? I guess this is all that it is. I guess this is all that the way that God saw it. No, no, no. God didn't see a baby. He saw a boss. He didn't see a kid. He saw a king. He didn't see a manger. He was seeing a throne. But they saw a baby. They saw a kid. They saw the manger. Why? Because the blessing, the breakthrough, the manifestation of God's promise was in its infancy form. And they saw it. Jesus sees it. God sees it one way. We don't. We see it the other way. So when we don't see it in its maturity, we begin to start looking for another proclamation. Maybe start looking for a, 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 another manifestation. Sometimes we even start looking for another manger. Yes. Right? Because it's not what we want. Yes. We're seeing it wrong. And, and I was saying to Jake earlier, like, that's what happened with Judas and Peter, in my opinion. They only saw the Messiah, the promise of the Messiah, in its infancy form. Mm. 
and yeah. and they got and and they got they 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 got disillusioned by it. So that even when in Matthew 16, when Jesus says, uh, when Peter says, "You're the Christ, the Son of the Living God," and Jesus says, "Awesome, you got it. Let me tell you about it. I'm going to go to I'm going to go and die on the cross." Mm-hmm. He goes, "No, no, you're not. No, yes. no, that's not the way I see it." Because yeah. that brings danger to me. Correct. So we want sometimes we want the niceties. Correct. Of it being in its infant stage because we can control it. It's not dangerous. It's not dangerous. So even though we're disappointed, it's still not. It's still not going to cost because it's not the cross yet. That's exactly. See, we love the baby in the manger. Come on, you can worship the baby in the manger, but that was the beginning of a journey to the man. Come on, on the cross, and in the man on the cross, we need full submission. Jesus, in that Matthew 16 moment, verse 23, he says, "Get behind me, Satan, Peter. You are a hindrance to me because you don't have the thing in mind, the things of God, but the things of man." He says, "The way you're thinking about it." is from the wrong perspective. And that's what happens sometimes when we get to the infancy manifestation. We look at it from a human perspective rather than a kingdom perspective. And Jesus said, oh, by the way, you're hindering me. That Greek word actually means you're offending me. Do you realize that we can offend God by simply looking at his blessing in the wrong way and calling, seeing it in, in its infancy and being disappointed and disillusioned for it? I had to just go through this, D, and you've been helping me because here's the reality. Like, um, I had this dream that I believe was from God to build the middle section and to see the a brand new children's wing. For some of you who may not know, you know, we had a, a tornado hit our middle section building and destroyed it. And out of that, man, there was this 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 vision of what church could look like and be like. Um, and so we had started a, a, a campaign and people were getting behind it and we were getting ready to build it. Literally, we were getting ready the week <laughs> the pandemic hit. We were getting ready to sign the contract. Yeah. And I've been, I was so disappointed. So disappointed. And then we said, all right, well, I guess I have to settle mm-hmm. for just redoing this section a little mm-hmm. bit. And I was so discouraged and so underwhelmed by it. And I, I couldn't see in that moment, um, I, I was only connected to the manger. I wasn't connected to the miracle in the manger, and uh, and I was like, God, see, but all this all this stuff that I thought should be surrounding it isn't. And you know, we were still doing all the stuff and putting it together, and God had to change my heart. He had to change my heart and say, Man, this is just a, this is an infancy moment. I'm going to bring it to maturity. This is an infancy moment. Celebrate the infancy moment with, with, with it and, and, and grab a hold of what God's doing. And now I'm starting to see every time I go in to the new building, man, people, instead of seeing what isn't, I'm starting to see what is. I'm starting to see what will be. People getting saved, friends, children in this new children's wing, loving God, falling in love with Jesus, right? Youth coming and worshiping the King. We're, we're seeing people in the parking lot right now get fed and families get food and we're toys being ministered to and people coming to the middle section now and, and picking up stuff, uh, that furniture and, and, and all sorts of goodies from the middle section that was destroyed and it's changing people's lives. And now I'm starting to see a, di- a, a more mature vision. Come on, a more mature vision because I didn't connect myself to the failure of the infancy. I wasn't connected to the manger. I had to be transformed to the one who was in the manger and allow that infant that infant manifestation to mature into into a maturation. And I think that, man, I'm so glad that I was thinking about this the other night, 1 Kings 18, where Elijah, uh, they're in a drought, 
And Elijah mm-hmm. looks out and he sees a, 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 a cloud over the ocean that's the size of a, a man's fist. Just this little cloud. And I'm glad he didn't be like, oh, I guess that's all that there is. Mm-hmm. I guess that's all that there is. He, 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 didn't, he didn't look at it and see, and see a fist. He looked at it and saw a monsoon. And, and, and why? Because he knew the thing that started out as an infant was going to grow into, into maturation. It was a proclamation that became a manifestation that grew into a maturation of the things of God. My friends, we cannot give up on the things of God because they're in infancy right now. We, we, we cannot, we got to stop judging the blessing in its infancy. I want to say it again. We've got to stop yeah. judging the blessing of God in its infancy and saying, I guess this is the way it is. I'm going to just actually rely on that. That's what happened. Well, last week I was going to talk just a little bit, D, about, um, you know, that second Kings moment where the woman, uh, the widow only has a little bit of oil, mm-hmm. right? And then Elijah comes and says, pour me some out. She's like, this is all I got. Yeah. And he goes, well, go get all the, go, go to get all the, the mm-hmm. things. And she goes and gets all her neighbor's yeah. Tupperware. Yeah. <laughs> and thank God she didn't just say, well, I guess my blessing, the blessing that God, God said he'd provide, mm-hmm. I guess what he provided was just this little oil. And we do that so piously. So piously. Like, okay, God, we understand. I guess this is, this is something that I'm to accept. and set, as it, We say it like with that tone in our Correct. soul, right? As if like I'm going to do you a favor if I lower my expectation on what we think, what I think is good. Correct. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Um, and I'm just, I'm going to share one little side because then I know you're going to start um, wrapping it up. But in light of, between talking about the shepherds and also just talking about the atmosphere that we've all been living in inside of 2020, and, and it, you know, there's people that are with us today that are across the gamut yep. of how you have um, been in isolation. And I always think back to in 2019, the end of 2019, it was so distinct. I heard the Spirit of God speak to me, and he said, you will go into isolation. Truth. And at that time, I was like, yeah. what does this mean? Does this mean that I, yeah, thanks. I'm going to go? <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, thanks, God. But I was like, you know, I was trying to interpret it. Yes, correct. And, you know, the danger is that when you try to interpret something, you're going to normally interpret it through your desire, your hope, your fear, instead of just sometimes holding on to something that God has given you so that when it does come to fruition, you're, you can rejoice in the fact that you were able to hear the voice of God. Correct. Not like, because a lot of times you're like, okay, well, how do I prepare for this? Right, right. Correct. Because I knew, I knew it wasn't good. Right, 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 right. <laughs> I knew, I mean, I never imagined this, right. but I was just like, do you mean you're going to separate me to yourself? Like, then I should, then I can start preparing for that. And I was thinking back, um, the spring before last, we were in Israel and we were driving. We had the most wonderful he was awesome. bus driver. He was Muslim, right? Yes, yeah, Sammy. And Sam, his name is Sammy. Shout out to Sammy. And just love him, love, love him. Love him. And he took care of all of us um, really all did. week. And he drove us everywhere. And he yeah. was just, just a doll. So we were making this one journey from where we were to the Dead Sea. And it was like an hour, maybe. It was really far yeah. from where we, we had to Yeah, we had just be. done baptism. We got baptized in the, in the yeah. Jordan. Then we were going... To the okay. Dead sea, yeah. So the, it was a long drive. But okay? it was in the middle of nowhere. And it was in the middle of nowhere. So um, 
the 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 the, peop- the rest of the people in the car, y'all were asleep. <laughs> so I. That's what you do an hour ride in the desert. I was Sammy's co-pilot. You were. So I was like, uh, I'm at the front, you know, and I'm like, let's go, Sammy, because I'm like number one car sick, and number two, like I, he needs my help to control this thing. And so we got to the point where I mean, we we did not see anybody. We were there was no. Yeah. T- it is just like. The desert. Yeah, there's right? nowhere. So, yeah. and we're, and he, at some point, we're just driving down the middle of this road. And I'm like, Sammy, do we think this is, you know, and I was just like, Sammy, I'm praying for you right now. <laughs> we're like flying in the air over these hills. And like halfway through, we look up and he points out like shepherds, right? Yeah. On these mountains. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, I, yeah, totally. And I'm like, we have not seen another human being for a half an hour. And yeah. so I was like, Sammy, where do they live? And he looked at me and he was like, there. And I was like, no, but like, where are they from? And he was like, there. And I said, but yeah, but like, we've, it's been a long time since <laughs> we've seen people. Like, where did they come <laughs> from? Because in my mind, it's like, there's a farm. Yes, correct. Right? In the middle yep. of all the farms. Yep. And they just go out for a little bit, a couple hours, and then they return. And and he was like, he couldn't understand what I couldn't understand. Yes. And he was like, you're looking at it. Yep. That's their life. And... It has stayed with me for so long because I think we, in our attempt to bring our desire and bring even his promise to execution, sometimes in our minds, there's so much, there's so many others surrounding us when we are going through that journey. Um, people that we want there, people that we think are safe there, people that we assumed would be there, think people that we think we deserve to have there. Yeah. And a lot of what we're learning right now is that we don't, number one, always have yes. people surrounding us. Correct. And number two, that's not always what the picture looked like. Those shepherds were still alone. They still Correct. had to journey to Jesus. Correct. And if you find yourself in the middle right now of a journey that you didn't expect to look this way, and you're like, wow, yeah. I feel like I'm kind of riding solo on this, you know? Or I feel like I have, you know, like one other kindred spirit out there, but like, where where are my people? Where's my tribe? That can be very disheartening. And what we can be tempted mm. to do is bring the tribe to us. to us. Instead of bring ourselves to Jesus, we want to bring the tribe to us because we have found so much peace and so much love and so much acceptance and just sometimes even been able to hide inside of that man-made tribe. And there's always going to be a community that God is going to put us into the middle of, but we're not always going to get to be in the middle of that community. Yeah. And we have learned that this year. And so what I hope that we take away from this year is that once we get to be together again, that our heart has gone through a process, and if it hasn't yet, to start that today, guys, that my, my heart is voluntarily committed to emotional... Um, separation unto yes. God not from everyone but as unto God because in as long as those parts of us are up for grabs we're never going to defer to just giving those parts to God correct because it is at times a solitary journey sometimes it is when you want to just be one of the sheep yes and correct. God's sometimes going to put you in a position of being shepherd and leading others yep and that means that he is going to be our shepherd, but sometimes we just want to be a sheep taken yeah, care of. True. Yeah. Yeah, guys. And I, I think what Dee is just saying is so true. When we find ourselves in those positions, can I just say this? You're never alone. Yeah. You are never alone. David, when he went up to, uh, against Goliath, 
um, could hearken back to the times that he felt that he was uh, alone away from people, but never alone from the hand of God. And he said, the God that saved me from the bear, the God who saved me from the mouth of the lion will absolutely rescue me from the, this, Amen. this Philistine. You know, the truth is today you are not alone. Uh, you know, you may have like that woman just a, a little bit uh, in your uh, of the blessing that that you can see in this moment. You may you may only have an infancy uh, moment right now. But my God is listen, if you just stay connected to him, the miracle was not the manger. The miracle was connecting them to the man in the manger. It's Jesus. And the more and more we get connected to him, the more that we trust him, the more that we listen to his voice, the more that we read his word and it becomes the light unto my path, the more that we allow the holiness of God and the righteousness of God to be lived through us and out of us and into the world around us, the more the dark path becomes enlightened and the more that we will see sojourners who are on the right and the left of us as well. Man, there, there is a, there, that, that, do not judge the blessing in its infancy. My God has something greater, His, a greater revelation of Himself, a greater journey. The journey that you've taken to this manger is just a portion of the journey He wants you to take all the way to see His Son from the, in the cross and the empty tomb. You know, I was encouraged this morning when I read this verse in 1 Thessalonians 5.24. He who called you is faithful, and he will do it. Someone in 2020, connect. Somebody out there needs to hear this today and make this their verse right now for 2021. He who called me is faithful. He does not sleep. He does not slumber. He is never caught off guard. He is never overruled. Come on. He, 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 is, he, he is never surprised. He, he is never unable. He is never in a position where, where he can't make the difference. My God is faithful. He called you and he will do it. Stay the course. Right now, I don't know where you are with your journey with Jesus. I don't know if where if you've ever asked him to be your savior, savior or even made him your Lord. I'm not just talking about going to heaven one day. I'm talking about having a real relationship with the King of Heaven right here, right now. And we can do that right here, right now, in this moment. Just like the shepherds weren't qualified, you and I aren't qualified. But he who called you is able and he's faithful and he'll do it. If we just call out to Jesus today. Ask Him to be the Lord of our lives. Ask Him to forgive us of our sin. Ask Him to be our Savior. Today, He'll meet you where you are. So no matter where you are, whether you've, whether you've never asked Jesus in, or maybe you've walked away, today's your chance. Can we just pray with me right here, right now? Just say, Dear Lord Jesus, Dear Lord Jesus here, I am today. here I am today. I've come to give you all my life. And I've come to give you all my life. I'm ready to surrender. I'm ready to surrender. I'm asking you, Jesus, I'm asking you, Jesus to be the Lord and the Savior. To be the Lord and the Savior of my life today. Of my life today. Forgive me of all my sin. Forgive me of all my sin. Cleanse me. Cleanse me. Heal me. Heal me. Fill me with your spirit. Fill me with your spirit. Make me your child. And make me your child. I'm choosing today. I'm choosing today. To live full on for you. To live full on for you. Now and forever. Now and forever. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. amen. And amen. And amen. And amen. And amen. And amen. And amen. Hallelujah. I'm excited for you.
Heaven is rejoicing. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it yeah, is. It is. So Woo! today, if that is a prayer that you prayed for the first time and you yep. want to understand it a little bit more, and you want to understand what the next part of your life can look like, we have a free book that we'd love to send your way. It was written by one of our pastors, Rick Campana. The forward was written by Carson Wentz, and we'd love to send this to you for free. So there's a link right there. You can send us your name and your mailing address. We'll get that right out to you this week. Absolutely. And hey, guys, we want to continue to ask you to partner with us at, in our giving. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and that's just part of worship. It, it really is. And, you know, your giving is making a difference. It, it makes a difference, enabled us to do all this, yeah. keep church going, doing the building, giving food out, continuing to, to give the toy store, all the stuff. Your giving makes a difference. And I love what Jesus said in Luke chapter uh, 16, verse 10 and 11. Listen to what he said. He said, one who is faithful in a very little will be faithful in very much. One who is dishonest in little will be dishonest in much. If then we who have been fa- have not been faithful in the unrighteous wealth, who will entrust to you true riches? Mm. You know, those two things are, uh, should encourage us uh, and inspire us. The truth is, God says when you're faithful in little, you actually show to me that you can handle more. More influence, more legacy, more, uh, more position, more things in life to change, to change people's world. But he said, come on, if we can't even handle the little worldly wealth that we get now that we think is so important, how can God really trust us with the big things that we, that we see in the Word, that we're believing for in the Word? It's one thing to believe in the Word. There's another thing to put faith in the Word. Faith in the Word requires us to respond in the way that God calls us to respond so that when we're faithful in the little, there's a response by God to increase those areas of our life. Man, if you want to be a part of that today, that giving that changes people, yeah. that continues to inspire people. We're getting messages from all over, people who've been inspired and encouraged, mm-hmm. connected to church now uh, that could never be connected yeah. before because you give. Exactly you really, right. truly is because you give. <laughs> so look there on Linktree, you can go on that Linktree and, and app. And right now, just co- go ahead, flip right to it, give a little bit. Yeah, thank uh, you, church. We're grateful for your tithe. We're grateful for we your really offering. Are. We're grateful for your partnership beyond any understanding that we could ever you don't, explain. You have no idea so much. Thank how you much very, it means. Very much. A couple last moment things in our last two minutes. Right, two ready? minutes. Okay. So number one, That's if you um, could do us a favor on our social media, you may have seen that yes. we asked, what is your family of origin, origin, right? So, you know, like I might live in America, I might be an American, but you know, my nationality would be Italian or whatever it is. We want to hear from you. There's a reason that we're asking and it's really, really important. Um, it's very important to me and it's very important to us as a, as a house. I don't know what happened. Aye, laddie. But anyway, my so if you could go Scottish on accent. our social media, Instagram and Facebook both have opportunities for you to give a shout out to your family of origin. I promise you, as soon as we can tell you why, we will yeah, let you know. So but it's cool. very meaningful. Number two... Um, in toy just store, a minute, store. 20 seconds, there yes. is a toy. And there is a, you can sign up. Remember, it's first come, first serve. We're going to do what we can. With the Christmas, with uh, the, Very Merry Christmas tour. Very Merry Christmas. Yeah, the Christmas open house, Very Merry <laughs> Connect tour. It is going to go live in one minute. First come, first serve. We're going to follow all the protocols that we can. And because of that, it is a limited number. Yep. So if it's something that you want to do and it's going to be on December 23rd. Finally, the last thing. 
Christmas Toy Store is tomorrow night. That wasn't it, but yes. Okay. <laughs> tomorrow night is my yes, last thing. Tomorrow night. Hey, this is our last chance to uh, to honor uh, and, yeah. and, and partner with a family. Yeah. Uh, and so please uh, give, uh, bring a family. Uh, let us know if they're if you're in need. Sign up ahead of time and Sign let us know because yeah. you can't just What's show up. What's the last thing? Okay, the final thing is that next Sunday next we're Sunday. doing Christmas PJ. Morning. Oh yeah! I forgot so we that. are going to be in our pajamas. Ain't nobody going to want to see that. We're going to put some Christmas yeah, in here, so and we're going to get to be together, and that's going to be our Christmas so, Sunday together. You guys are in Christmas PJs. We'll be in Christmas PJs. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. They're, they're probably often messier than we are, but we're, I'm oh, yeah. telling you, I am not curling my. Hair. And I'm just telling you, by the way, uh, that this is our last week for Forged and Shoulder yeah, Shoulder as well. Yeah. All right, guys, we love, we love so you guys. Much. So, God bless so you. Much. Happy birthday, Pastor H. Happy birthday, Mary. <laughs> <laughs> we love you. Connect